Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Chris Immer. Chris is a social media strategist and educator behind Sweaty Wisdom and the founder of Biz Babysitters, a one-stop shop supporting female business owners on their maternity leave and into their postpartum journeys. I'm so excited to have Chris here to chat today all about preparing your business for maternity leave. So let's just dive right in. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. I'm excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about maternity leave for business owners. So before we kind of dive into the episode, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and how you got started doing it all. Awesome. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Jenny. Love to be here with you. Um, if for the people who I haven't met yet, I'm Chris. Um, I'm the social media strategist and educator behind Sweaty Wisdom. And more recently, my newest venture that I'm super excited to talk to you about is Biz Babysitters, which is a one-stop shop for supporting female business owners on their maternity leave and postpartum by allowing them to log off completely, taking over their social media and inbox so they can have complete peace of mind. And this is like my passion, sole purpose. I'm like absolutely obsessed with this. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And I love that. I remember when you first like kind of told us about this venture in our mastermind group and everyone was like, what the heck? This is amazing. Like I'm hiring you immediately. (laughs) Obviously I don't have kids yet, so I don't have like, you know, the need to do that, but in the future, totally keeping in mind, but, um, let's just dive right in. So what are some of the things that we can kind of do? to prepare our business for maternity leave because a lot of people just don't think about that. They're just like, uh, you know, maybe I'll post on social media. Maybe I'll have this ready, but don't really have like a strategy when it comes to that. Yes. And to the people who feel that way, um, like no shame. That was me. That was who I was. I remember talking to my sister-in-law and she was like, so what's your plan for maternity leave? She knows that I run my own business. And I told her, I don't, I don't think I need one. <laughs> um, I was like, I can work from my phone. And I remember thinking that don't babies just sleep all day anyways. I honestly, in the back of my head thought, um, like I'll get so much done during maternity leave. <laughs> and I look back and just want to like hug my naive little self and tell her what a silly, silly, <laughs> incorrect person she is. Um, because that was not the case whatsoever. Um, in fact, everybody not only needs, but deserves a full maternity leave, especially if you own your own business. Um, And I think that as entrepreneurs, we get really, um, and I'm going to speak for myself here, I know that I got really caught up in the connection between productivity and worth. So I, and I think in our culture, this is valued really highly, thinking that um, the more you get done, the better of a person you are. So then when you're on maternity leave, if you're not getting anything done, who are you and what are you worth? So these are like, I think that there's a lot of complex feelings that go into it. And I could um, really talk about this all day, but I'm going to, I'm going to cut myself off right there. <laughs> so I would say that, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I agree with that. Like a hundred percent. Like, I mean, I don't, I haven't gone through that process yet, but at this point I do feel like, like if I'm not working, like what am I doing? I'm wasting time. <laughs> so yes, it's really, really hard. 
Um, and you, we're in our businesses. We started our own businesses because we're passionate and maybe even you'd say you're obsessed with it. I used to always say like, I'm obsessed with my work. It is my hobby. That's like pretty problematic. Um, we're humans who need to be well-rounded and log off regardless of if we believe that or not. And just for like anybody who's listening, who's like, um, you know what? I know I don't want kids. Um, even if you don't want kids, like sub out the words maternity leave for vacation. Because even if you're not going to have kids, you still deserve a period of time where you log off completely and give your brain that rest and your body that rest to just completely refresh. So um, the first step is like rec recognizing the problem. <laughs> so getting over that thing of I don't need time off, I can power through um, for even like the most badass workhorse warrior princess you need to log off this is not something to power through um as someone who ended up having to work and not have a maternity leave and this is something i hugely regret and i i'll never get this time back so um start by just acknowledging like yes this is gonna happen i'm still a worthy human being even if i don't produce anything during this time um, the other thing is figuring out your time frame. So like, how, how long do I want to be logged off? A lot of people forget all of the um, unpredictable things that can happen. So maybe on week like 38 of your pregnancy, maybe on week 30 of your pregnancy, you get put on bed rest. Maybe uh, you have a child who needs to stay in the hospital a little bit longer. You know, God forbid these things happen, but they do happen and you don't want to be put in a situation where you are screwed and <laughs> having to try to keep up with work while you're dealing with all these other crazy things. So um, I love to tell people to pad in a ton of extra time. And if you want to overperform and jump in early, awesome. You can do that, but it's so much harder to go the opposite way. So really padding out quite a bit of time um, for yourself to just be, to just refresh and reset and nurture and adjust to this most insane transition of life. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really important because a lot of the time, like people don't like think, oh, you know, you, you have to think about the worst case scenario because it could happen. If you're not prepared, then you're just like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> so like, yeah, just keeping like padding in the extra time just in case, God forbid, something bad happens that you are already ready for that. So you know, what is like a typical timeline for preparation? Maybe like, what should we be doing? Like six months out from our maternity leave, three months, two months, I'm not going to say one month because you know, who knows what's going to happen in the one month phase. You could come, your baby could come two weeks early. They could be right on the money, you know, who knows? So, you know, what are those kind of like things that we should be doing six, three, two months out kind of thing? Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, right when you find out you're pregnant, so like nine months, you've got, you've got enough to deal with. Just like wrapping your brain around that and trying not to throw up is like <laughs> going to be enough on your plate. So let's not overwhelm you right in the beginning, beginning. I would say just like you said, right around six months is a perfect time to begin planning. Um, and the first step with that is again, mapping out that time frame, and then also starting to document. So what are you doing day to day? Um, and I have a workbook that I'll share a link with you later on to, um, work through this, but you can start by documenting all the processes that you go through in one day. So legit for an entire day, sit down and write out everything you do. Even if it's as stupid as checked my email again, <laughs> you know, how many times do we do that for a day? <laughs> so documenting all the things that you're actually doing, um, and then starting to decide what you want to do with these things. 
And there's three routes you can go. You can outsource, you can hire someone to do it for you. You can automate, which is like hiring a robot essentially, or you can hit pause. So um, going through and documenting each of the tasks that you're doing on a daily and weekly basis, and then deciding it's like, choose your own adventure. Which route do you want to go with these? So that would be six months, just starting to see what the heck am I doing on a day to day around three months, I would say is a great time to start taking action on those things. So now that you've decided if you're going to outsource, automate, or pause, you're going to take the next step with each of these. So you're going to start um, taking action by maybe hiring someone, maybe setting up your systems and your outsourcing software. Um, I mean, hiring is a huge task in and of itself. And we can talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but around three months is when you're going to want to start making things happen. Mm -hmm. Around two months, this is like testing and troubleshooting. So if you did hire somebody, I love to remind people to like test the fit, make sure that it works well. And then if it does not work out well, that there's time to replace that person. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important because, you know, you never know how someone is until you start working together. Sometimes people just like inflate their skill set so much. And then you work together and you're like, didn't you say you could do this? And then they don't know how to do it. So yeah, definitely really key. I actually, I was telling Chris before we got on this call, one of my clients is on maternity leave. Like right now, like today is actually her due date as we're recording this. And we actually started working together in like, I want to say it was like October or November. So we've been together for a while and she just went on maternity leave like this week, basically. Um, so I think that's really key. Just have making sure you guys you know, drive well, you know what's happening. Cause now I'm to the point where I'm like, I don't even have to ask her anything. Like I've worked with her and her business enough that I know pretty much everything. And if I don't know it, I can, you know, contact the proper resources to figure it out without having to bother her when she's on her maternity leave. So I think that's really key because you don't want to, um, you know, you don't want to be like, to the point where you, oh, I hired someone two weeks before my maternity leave and, you know, they get, they're not super well acquainted with your business and they're constantly like texting you, asking you questions because that's just going to be stressful too. Um, so that kind of eliminates that whole thing, I think. 100%. You have to, you have to have to test the fit and get them on board early enough that they can become a Jenny. They can become a person who's really helpful and doesn't have to bug you and can actually take that weight off your shoulders. Um, and then I think that there's like a little, little bit of time in which you need to just get comfortable having someone help you and get comfortable with the idea of not jumping in and not just practicing logging off, to be honest. I, I wish I would have done that. Um, this is like one of three million ways that I screwed up my maternity leave. Uh, but yeah allowing someone to get on board and then getting them so comfortable and confident, you're really empowering them to be able to uh, take on the responsibilities and really thrive in that position. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely key. You don't. Yeah. Like you, like we said so many times, you don't want to be like getting like texts or calls about something that seems crazy important to the person helping you, but in the grand scheme of things is not really worth, you know, freaking out about. So definitely, definitely very key. I mean, even just like starting like even hiring someone maybe three or four months in advance, just so you can really just test them. Cause certain things that you may want to outsource may take longer to kind of get in the flow of than others. I know like with me, I do podcast management with my client and that took a while to get into the flow because there's so many moving pieces. Um, so, you know, having that extra time because I know she was really disorganized when we got together anyway. So I helped her kind of morph her strategy for her podcast and also get her workflows in place too. 
So if you don't even want to take care of the workflows, maybe you could hire someone to help you with that as well so that you aren't, you're just like completely focused on outsourcing it and, you know, getting ready for your, um, delivery and your baby to come instead of like worrying about, Oh, let me get the strategy in place for my podcast or for my blog or whatever. So, you know, maybe you could even hire them even further in advance too, if you um, feel like that would like take that stress off your plate. God, honestly, the earlier, the better, like (laughs) the more, the more you can de-stress your prenatal situation, the better for everyone. Um, and yeah, like you said, you, you just don't know when that baby's going to come. So you just gotta, this is one situation where you do not have control at all. And even, um, some women who have scheduled C-sections will think like, you know what? I got this figured out. I know when my baby's coming and I know I'm going to plan out my whole week ahead of time. And I can say that because that was me. I had a C-section scheduled for Thursday morning and I was like, I'm going to be onboarding my team Monday through Thursday and we can blah, blah, blah. My water broke on Sunday night. And I was like, oh, this isn't how this was supposed to go. I had a scheduled C-section. <laughs> so just to note other two C-section mamas, um, we also have to plan for the unexpected because they could just decide. We, we really just <laughs> do not. You just have to totally surrender here. Yeah. Yeah. And as someone who's a control freak myself, I think that's a scary part. Like just like having to like be like, Oh, well, it's out of my control, but you know, what, what can you do? Um, so I know another tough thing for people, especially if they're like service-based business owners is kind of communicating to their clients, their maternity leave. And so how do we kind of do that in an effective way without the client, like thinking that we're not going to be available to them? Like, should we outsource their work to someone else you know what how does that work um especially for people who don't have any products and they still want to be making money as you know as they're on maternity leave yes so for a service-based business owner how can you communicate hey i'm popping out a baby and i'm not going to be around for a little bit without them freaking out and running the other direction (laughs) yeah when i just to do a little personal touch here. When I found out I was pregnant, I was really scared to tell any of my clients and I handled it like a true adult and put it off and put it off and put it off, (laughs) Um, which was totally not the right way to do it. And it's honestly like um, such a manifestation of some problems in our culture surrounding, you know, maternity leave and pregnancy. But the sooner the better to tell people. Obviously, in the beginning of pregnancy, it's a personal decision when you want to disclose that information. So it's going to be different from person to person. But when you feel comfortable telling people, um, and you know, once you've gone Facebook official, (laughs) that seems like about the right time to uh, start telling your clients, hey, I am going to like take you on this journey with me. I'm going to be working on staffing up my team to make sure that you're in really capable, loving hands. Um, I'm starting your onboarding now so that the seam, the transition will be seamless. In my circumstance, I introduced um, some of my team members to the client ahead of time. And it, if we're not in the same physical location, I sent like a headshot of them. I don't know if that's weird, but I felt like it was a more personal way to say, hey, it's not going to be a robot taking over. This is going to be your point person. So um, if during you know this small window of time that I'll be gone, you need something, you need to communicate with a human, although it won't be me, this is an actual human being with a face (laughs) that you can talk to. So I would say get ahead of it. 
Um, don't, don't be like me and try to like hide your baby bump on client calls for a little bit <laughs> when you feel comfy with it, go ahead and like spread the news and, um, like be confident in it. This being a mom is going to do more for your pregnancy or for your pregnancy. <laughs> being a mom is going to do more for your business and your ability to get shit done <laughs> than any other experience in your entire life. So this whole subculture of like uh, maternity leave is like this time where you are just like, I don't know, it's seen almost as a, like a bad thing Yeah. in some companies. And it's so not. Becoming a mom is such a huge asset to your company and to um, your clients. Yeah. So communicating with them ahead of time and letting them know exactly who their point person is, um, being transparent about it and telling them exactly what they can expect. Um, I think that the more you can answer the questions before they ask them, the more comfortable they're going to feel. Totally. Yeah. I think that's really key because I think that's something that people are definitely scared of. Like they don't have any type of passive income whatsoever. And like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do while I'm on maternity leave? How am I still going to make money? How am I going to tell my clients about them? You know, like being like, okay, well, I'm going to find someone else while you're gone. Okay. Bye. You know, things like that. Like those are definitely some fears that we, I'm sure a lot of people have. So that's, that's helpful. Um, and I like just, you know, as soon as you're ready to announce it, just, just tell them because like if you wait until like month eight and <laughs> you're probably not good, the people are not going to be happy. They're like, really? You're just now telling me like, you might be able to tell someone a week in advance that you're going on vacation, but you cannot tell them a week in advance that you're about to you know, have a baby. So it's a big deal. So definitely. Absolutely. Um, so what are some of the ways that we, you know, obviously as service-based business if we do have people like taking over for us, what are some other ways that we can still generate income because while we're on maternity leave, because obviously like when we're outsourcing to other people, if we're not already doing that beforehand, it's going to be a little less income than we're used to because we have to give that work to someone else and pay them. So what are some other ways that we can kind of still generate that income um, while on maternity leave, but without it like directly affecting um you know, our pockets because we're used to a certain amount. And then when we outsource it, obviously that gets cut a little bit. Absolutely. So if you are service-based, let's just be honest, it's going to be tough to make the same amount of income while you're on maternity leave. You can, you can try to get there. But I think, again, the first thing is to just be like, you know what, I've got another big freaking enormous important thing happening in life and maybe it's okay if I only make 50% of my income 25% of my income hell let's have a radical freaking thought here and say what if I took all the income pressure off myself for a month um, and I know that that's it's going to be different for everybody depending on your financial situation but um but I invite everyone to just kind of expand their mind surrounding it. Like what is the bare minimum that you can do and really, really give yourself grace. Um, for me, I really um, put too much pressure and thought I need to keep making this much money. I was like nesting in the form of um, finances. I was like nesting my bank account, you know, and I was like a squirrel gathering acorns. Like I have to make so much money. And it was really something that I regret to be honest with you. I should have just hit pause for a little bit. Um, at the end of the day, we really don't need as much as we think we need. But if we want to be making more money, or maybe you're in a situation where you want to continue that income at a higher level, 
um, thinking about what sort of passive income you can create. So if you have courses, can you educate people on something? What have you created in the past that you could potentially sell? So maybe you don't even have to create something new. Have you um, given a talk recently that you could share as an online course or as an online workshop? Um, there's maybe a workbook that you could sell even for a low cost and create that passive income so that you can give yourself a little bit of peace of mind and not have the complete bank account freak out that could come in. Um, and then in terms of like, if you want to keep your services going, if like we talked about earlier, you can pause, you can automate, you can outsource. So if you're hitting pause, that's going to hit pause on the income coming from that service. If you're going to outsource, like you said, there's going to be a little bit of a chunk taken out by paying your person, but is it worth it for you to have peace of mind? Probably. <laughs> Automation is going to be um, the least financial investment for you. So if you can automate by finding apps or um, software that can take over these tasks for you, freaking amazing. And there are so many people out there who can help you with these sort of things. So you probably have a lot of expertise in this. So <laughs> call Jenny. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm all about finding those things that help with automation because ain't nobody got time to sit there and manually do everything. I know I don't, and I don't even have kids yet. So when I am in that stage to have kids, automation is going to be even bigger of a factor for me. But yeah, maybe like cutting some expenses, like things you're paying for that you're like, oh, well, sometimes I use this, but sometimes I don't. Like I know there's a couple things I pay for right now that I'm like, uh, I use like every other month, but it's not like a vital source to my business. So maybe just like getting rid of that while you're on maternity leave too, to save that extra like 30 bucks, maybe 50 bucks, whatever it is. I think that helps too. Cause you might be upping your expenses with like contractors or something, but you may not need like all the services. Like maybe you don't need your email list um, while you're gone. Some people might, but some like if you're service-based, you may not need it because you already have those clients and you're not going to acquire new clients while you're gone. So things like that, um, kind of just hitting pause on your um, expenses as well that you can. So that can be like a nice, so you may not be making more money, but you're getting it back because you're not spending it on certain expenses too. Absolutely. Taking a serious look at your recurring charges. <laughs> that is like a terrifying and eye-opening thing when you do that. I mean, for me, I saw at least like five monthly subscriptions I had that I hadn't used in a year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even if they're, you know, 30 bucks, 50 bucks, that adds up. Yeah. So that can take a lot of pressure off too. That's such a great tip. Yeah. I just, I thought about that and I was like, I'm actually about to do this for myself and I don't know, I'm not going on maternity leave. I'm not doing anything special, but I think just taking that time to audit, like what you're spending money on in your business expenses is really helpful because sometimes we're just throwing our money away on tools we're not even using, but we're like, Oh yeah, next month I'll hop on that train and use that tool, but then you never do. So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or signing up for the free trial and not, not canceling it. I, I love doing that one. Yeah, I'm like a pro at that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, that's really, these are, those are really helpful tips. So let's just dive into three questions I ask everyone that comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? My favorite part about being an entrepreneur is the flexibility one gajillion percent. I love the flexibility of my schedule. If my baby is being a psycho and not wanting to take a nap, which happens very frequently, I know that I can restructure my day and be able to show up how I need to. 
Um, I also love the flexibility of like the content. So social media clients, I get to hop into their business, learn all about what they're doing, take on their voice. It's like, it's like acting, you know, you get to like try on a different life and it's so much fun. So I, I absolutely love the flexibility and the freedom. Yeah, I agree with that. And also creativity, like, cause I feel like when you're in like a corporate position, like, like I was before I started my business, it was just like, I felt like I had to say certain things cause I can't be like fun with my writing and just has to be very like cut and dry. And you know, who has, who has time for that? Who wants to be boring all the time when you can kind of put some pizzazz into it? Yes. All about the pizzazz. Um, so what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? Just one that you just couldn't live without, or you can picture your life without basically. Ooh, my favorite tool. So like a software or mm-hmm. app or something. I love Dubsado so much. I love it. <laughs> I'm like such a creative, um, like hot mess type of person. Um, that Dubsado really helped me pull my systems together and OMG, the amount of time I save, even just with like canned emails and workflows is absolutely game changing. I feel like that is like, when you sign up for that is when you put your, your big girl pants on. (laughs) My client onboarding is now super professional and I don't even have to lift my finger. All I have to do is hit like start on the workflow once the client um, is in the system basically. So it's super easy. And I, for the longest time I wasn't using it to its potential, but now it's all set up. I just have to click a button and literally the client receives everything they need. It's so amazing. And I know there's probably more that I could be doing with it. Um, honestly, it's, the options are um, like basically limitless, but you know, it's just like one of those things you just kind of like, once you have it going, I don't, I don't, I don't touch it very often now. It's just like, it just goes and sends out stuff. I'm sure it could be better, but you know, Dubsado is awesome. If you guys want to check it out. Um, if you don't already have like a nice onboarding system in place, it basically helps you set that up and automate it so that you're not sending out invoices, contracts, and proposals manually. So yeah, cool. And you're about to love Osana too, because. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. Asana is, I, you guys have heard me talk about that a million times, but it's like an amazing PM tool and makes everyone's lives so much easier. So you don't have to worry about like, what the heck do I need to do today? (laughs) Basically. That's a frequent question I ask myself. (laughs) What actually do I need to do today? Yeah. With that, it tells you, it's like, you need to do these things. And if you can't do them today, move them tomorrow or move them to Friday or whatever day you have like availability. It helps you're not like, adding like 700 tasks to one day and thinking you're going to achieve them all. You can kind of move them around as you see fit. So amazing. Awesome. And then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Just someone that you are inspired by and you feel like they motivate you and things like that. Oh my gosh. How much time do you have? There's so (laughs) many people. I am every day grateful for and blown away by the amazing community of like social media educators and strategists and just like um, there's just an incredible community out there so this is like choosing my favorite child except they're not my children but (laughs) um stephanie gilbert pops to mind uh stephanie is just a shining light (laughs) she runs the ceo ceo yeah retreats in uh social media ceo and um, Steph, I reached out to her when I was creating my first course 
like God years ago. And she was just, I DM'd her, I think. And I was like, I love you. (laughs) Total nerd fangirling. And she was like, Hey, do you want to hop on the phone? We hopped on a phone call that afternoon and she gave me so many tips. And since that day, I am like consistently blown away by how down to earth she is and um, how openly she shares and just like her heart. And she's damn good at what she does. And um, I really look up to her and I'm just like so excited to be her friend constantly. (laughs) I love when people mention other uh, social media manager type people because, you know, that's obviously what I do too. So it's always nice to hear like a familiar name. I mean, obviously I know like other names that people say, but it's like not the same because they're not like in that same exact industry. So that's, that's awesome. She's really cool. Um, but lastly, just let us know where we can find you. So your Instagram, your websites, um, all that good stuff. Yes. I am on Instagram more than I would like to admit. (laughs) So I would love to connect with all of you on there on Instagram. I'm biz babysitters. That's B I Z babysitters and shoot me a DM and let me know that you listened to this episode and let's start a convo about logging the F off. This is like a revolution. (laughs) So Instagram is biz babysitters. The website is just bizbabysitters.com. And if you wanted to grab that free maternity leave planning workbook that I mentioned earlier, that is at bizbabysitters.com backslash freebie. Awesome. Yeah. I'll link everything in the show notes so everyone can go and check that out. But thank you so much for being here today. Jenny, thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com episode 98. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.